0: Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz. Hi, this is Bruce Smith.
1: Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett.
0: Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel
2: Baldwin Show. Hi, it's Dean King.
1: This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and welcome to The Big Show. Um, <clears throat> sitting to my right, the incredible Bulk Hogan. On my left, the incomparable morning celebrity and personality international star, K-Rock Josh K-Rock Josh Thank, you. K. Rock Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be in the room with Bulk Hogan, to be honest with you. It is. Really, you really think about it? It's really It's a it's, a. it's a. It's a big change-up. It's you know a big I mean? change-up. We usually have to... Um, well, we kind of have to go through an ass- a morning assessment every day when the mole is in the yeah, house. Yeah, you got to know
3: what kind of mood he's in. Yeah, who's angered yeah. him already? Well, how much
1: can you lean on him? How right, much right. are you going to get out of him? Bull Hogan just shows up. He's he got- ready. He's got. He's like. He's like Buford Pusser. He's
3: already got that LeBron powder on his hands. He's ready yep. to get in the. He's ready to get in the
1: action. He's the. He's Radio's Buford Pusser. Do I don't remember who B- that is, but go ahead. <sighs> I'll take
4: it. I think I
3: don't know
1: either. You want to Google it? You want to Google He's going right to read it to you. I got it right He's going to read to you. All
3: the honors on my side, though. Buford Posser was the sheriff of McNary County, Tennessee from 1964 to 1970. He is known for his virtual one man war on moonshining, prostitution, gambling in the Mississippi Tennessee state line. Now he's the for this. he's yeah.
1: the star of the series of movies called Walking Tall.
0: Oh, okay, which, which are about Buford
1: Pusser. And yep. he was famous too for carrying this big piece of wood, mm-hmm. and he just smashed people with it. He'd walk into a bar and, and wreck the place. I'll absolutely take he's, this comparison. He, he's he's Radio's Buford Pusser. I'll he take not? it. I'll take take that comment. We, yeah. yeah. yeah, we, cool. we got a mole. Or we got Buford. We got a mole. We got Buford. High praise. And both of them take preparation. I, I pretty much don't have to do anything when when it's Buford. Yeah. When his Buford comes over natural. there, handle yeah, it. Yeah, it.
3: it
4: does, doesn't it? El Natural. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, See, and Polly gets upset when 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 the uh, loaf is on over there. I don't. He doesn't think that you know. When you're just starting in radio, you don't deserve to be on the microphone. That's his old school look. I look at a Hogan and I go, Hogan, you're you're a goldmine.
1: Well, you know, one of it's the interesting gold. things is, that, and this recently happened with my children, and I'll tell you what I mean by this. Um, so my kids got got prepared. I bought them reading lights to, to attach to their beds and everything. They had this big reading competition going mm-hmm. on at school, and I'm sitting with my daughter and it's the day of, and she's like, "Dad, I have to get to school at this, and you have to come pick me up and bring me a snack, and you have yeah. to." It's the big competition, you know. I said, "Okay, you know, Battle of the Books." They call mm-hmm. it. And my other daughter, Finley, is involved in this too at her grade level. So the infamous Battle of the Books is over, and my kids come home from school and, of course, I've got dinner ready. And I turn around and I go, well, what happened? Well, we came in third, Avis tells me. I said, you came in third? Well, that's not bad. I mean, how many classes are there? Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, you know, we weren't really that ready for it. And I said, well, uh, you had 10 books that you had to read, right? I mean, I read the criteria and everything. I said, how many of the 10 books did you read? And she said, one. Oh, my. And I looked at my daughter and I said, I, was it because there were 10 kids and each kid was supposed to read a book? I mean, how— She said, well, no, we probably should have talked more about who was going to read which book. Mm -hmm. She goes, because there were books that that came up in the competition questions that none of us had read. Oh, and I said, so were you supposed to read the one book or were you supposed? She goes, well, no, you were supposed to read as many of the 10 as you can. I said, so in three and a half months or whatever this time period was, Davis, you were only able to read one book. A child that was coming home telling me that she had no homework and that she had, you know, because she, her class barely gets homework. My other daughter, Finley, gets homework every day. And I went, you know, Avis, and I started explaining to her, as I've done before, where the bar is and and, and where you set the bar and everything. I got to tell you something. I don't get really angry at my kids very often. I was so pissed. Because she didn't put the effort in? Well, listen. I have to, within things in life, I try to look at what my role in it is. Mm-hmm. What could I do better? How did I let my kids down? Sure. But, and you know what? I should have monitored this more. Right. It, it came up in, in in conversation that we're getting closer, but, and I I just took for granted that I put them in a situation and set them up to be successful already. I didn't realize I had to take a cattle prod, you know, and-, and I had the and, exact and, same thing happen last week. Okay. So- I was really angry, and mm-hmm. so I called the school. I called their teachers, and I said, "I want a copy of every one of those books." Sure. And I told my girls, "You were going to read." If I told you that there was some other thing on the YouTube channel, or I told you to watch five hundred sure. videos, right, 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 but you can't read a book. Mm-hmm. Am I might, I might, you know, you let your classmates. Down. But the 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 reaction to it was very. Um, they kind of felt bad because it was daddy and they let daddy down, which mm-hmm. is a card that I can play as a parent, but they, um, there just didn't seem to be that candle. And I, I had a conversation with my sister, Beth, cause I went to the kids, watch the kids, their orchestra last night and we went out to dinner afterwards and we we're quietly talking at the dinner table. And I said, if my dad had said well, here's this battle. I'd have read all 10 books five times. Sure. I would have made sure that I was the one that was going to win it, kind of compete in my family was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be that candle underneath them. There it does doesn't. That, I don't know why. I don't know
3: wh- where it went. I don't know if maybe we're remembering our childhoods differently than theirs. I don't know. What happened so many in questions. your house? My, my son was supposed to do a snowman book during that week off. Like they were supposed to write it every day, write a little thing about what they did that day and then color a snowman. And he's like, no, 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 I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. And I go, all right, you don't have to do it. And he, she go, he goes, no, 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 they said I could do it, but I'm not going to do it. So he did, he kind of half-assed it, to be honest with you. He wrote a couple things down. It comes home. It comes home from school with like, you know, whatever the grade is, like a B or whatever. And I go, I thought you didn't have to do this. And he goes, well, I, I guess I was supposed to do it. So I said, you took advantage of me. You took advantage of my trust in you. In believing what you said, and you took advantage of me, and that hurts my feelings, and that was a whole big discussion yesterday about how you are taking advantage of this relationship, and now I have to I have to tighten the leash because you took advantage, and I think that's the same thing. Your daughter took advantage of the fact that you weren't monitoring the book situation, and then you saying I'm disappointed in that, and you've let those people down, but I don't know where the candle is, man. That's the point.
1: Well, here here's one of the things too. So so uh, let me give it into a, a more of a an analogy. Um, uh, uh, so so the family gets their first car. Mm-hmm. And wow, our access to other things and roads and and, and, and stores and things that we can do and, and the speed of which we can expedite certain chores and stuff is amazing having a car versus having a horse sure, yeah, know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, this is the same as these. And I'm, I'm right now holding up my, my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look back at what I had to do to write a book report. That I had to go oh, yeah. to the library, that I had to take out, you know, and go through the Dewey Decimal and I had to pull the book out and read it and take notes and then consolidate that into verbiage to write the report on, you know, John F. Kennedy or whatever the heck we're doing. And nowadays, you can write the person's initials and just click yeah. something, and, and, and more information that can be stored in a hundred libraries comes up with from what condom size he was to, you know, you mm-hmm. name it, and mm-hmm. you can find it out now. Now, there's something that's quite amazing about that access, just, but there's also something about, like, the car. What you start to notice is your kids start getting fatter. Mm-hmm. Your kids aren't walking to school and getting a, a, a normal amount of exercise that they got within their day. So do you take the car from them? Do you say you got to walk certain days? because oh, I that, see what your point cause is, Because yeah. see, there's where I am right now. I'm watching my kids fatten up. Mm-hmm. And so I, I finally, when I looked at the dependency and the danger of these amazing machines that we have called phones, and I said... You cannot have them during the week anymore. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday night at dinner, you turn them into me. I put them in a drawer and they're not able to touch until you get home from school mm-hmm. on Friday. But even on the weekends, mm-hmm. I used to say, like I told my kids, you know, the ice is going to change soon. I said, but we're having a nice run of cold right now. Why don't we grab the, the snowmobile? We'll tow the tent down. We'll do the, the uh, and we'll go ice fishing, you know, for the weekend. We'll mm-hmm. leave it out there so you can go. I just leave it screwed into the ice. Right. And they both looked at me and they went, yeah, I don't want to... I mean, they used to get... When I first got here, they got so fired up. The next season, they got really... Because I came in the winter, so this is my third winter here now. They were so excited to go. They're just not even interested. Yeah, it's because they change as they age
3: now. Like, I have... To to go back to the device thing, I just installed something this week that allows me to monitor their phones from my phone so I can look at my phone right now and see what they're doing. And it allows me to turn them off. So... When they're done, they're done. And I just hit a switch and it, it turns off their devices wherever they are in the house and I put time limits on it and all that. But you know, I, it's, they used to love like, oh, let's go outside and let's ride let's go in the sleds and let's ride our bikes and now yeah. they're like, nah, I don't know. I don't know what that is.
1: Is there an app I can put on that will shock them into unconsciousness <laughs> for like for a few hours? It's a taser.
3: I'll, yeah, we'll get you that taser. Yeah,
1: I'd like to get that on there and maybe just put a computer chip Do they in. like going <laughs> to like
3: the YMCA and swimming and stuff? You know,
1: th- so so I go to the Baldwinsville Y, and it has that you know The Lazy th- River, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the Lazy So they'll go do that, and they'll go uh, So you go to Baldwinsville, yeah. or is there one up in Fulton? No, I, I go to the same one you go to. Right. That's a drive for you, too, isn't it? No,
3: it's like 15 minutes. It's not so bad.
1: Not bad? No. Because for me, i got to go around the lake. But you know what? Okay, so. It's the best why, though. They'll go. It is a great why. They'll go, and I'll go shoot hoop, and inevitably I'll get dragged into wanting to play in a game with kids that are much younger than me. Mm -hmm. And all of that works out well, and the game works out well. It's that night and the following morning that don't work out as well for me anymore. Why? Well, because I, I, you know, I'm 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 really sore. Oh, so I mean, you, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. You know, I'm a year and a half from sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so when I go chase a twenty-year-old kid around who can ball, sure, I'm obsessed with stopping him from right, scoring right, right, at right. least that. Now, that may not show up in the stat book. But as long as he and I know that the old man came out here, and I normally score seven, eight, nine, I scored two baskets and not one rebound because he really was physical with mm-hmm. me. I walk off there feeling really, really good about that. Right. I do because my days of going and controlling the ball at the top of the key and drive—I can still do that, especially if they go to sleep on me. Mm-hmm. You gotta pick but, your spots now, but I got—I got to pick my spots. There you go. I'm, I'm 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 Buddy Behim. Mm-hmm. You know okay, what I mean? I'm, I'm a hired gun, gun, but I'm a defensive. I'm, I'm Rodman on defense. Gotcha. I'm getting. I, I out rebound. You're unless, a two-way player. Unless there's a lot of guys out there that are really tall, I usually out-rebound everybody on the court. My problem is I used to be able to play, you know, all day long. I've got two good full-court games in me now and then I go home and literally I'm in pain, you know, from playing, from my knees to my I mean, I've had multiple surgeries. I've had neck and back surgery, I've had shoulder and elbow surgery. I mean, I've have been cut up a lot. I got like a lot of wiring in me mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just, I just, I don't recover from it as well. I guess if I did it probably more often, I'd be good. So that that is uh, um, why you know I officially started shooting on my documentary. So I stopped smoking. Yeah, um, I'm on the Chantex. It's killing me. Why and it's killing? Me. I, I just it's 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 uh, it's a hard quit. It's hard. They say that quitting smoking is harder than heroin. So I have booked my flights. I have booked my hotel room. I have booked my double balcony to overlook the running of the bulls. Yep, yep. And in July, I am going to go run with the bulls in memory of my friend PJ, who I never got a chance to go do this with. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if you've noticed how much weight I've lost now. Yeah, you've thinned out. Yeah, and, so, yeah. and so I'm going way down. Like, yeah. Like I will be lighter before I do this. Lighter than I was in high school.
3: What's the length of the running of the bulls? Like, how, what's the distance? Well, it's, it's how
1: long, you know, people underestimate. Those bulls can run up to 30 plus miles an hour, sure, far sure, faster sure. than a human being. Yeah. So when they let them out the gate, they're on a big straightaway and you want to get out of the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they will. Kill. Yeah. People die at this every year. Absolutely. So where I decided to go, I Googled and studied all of it. And there's a thing called Dead Man's Curve. And the reason why they call it Dead Man's Curve, they have to slow down to make the turn. So as they go into the turn, they slide and slam people into the wall and take them with them like bowling pins. Mm-hmm. Now, you're talking about a 1,500 to 2,000-pound animal with horns on it that if you get in its way and it gores you, it does. It may not look because you don't see. We're going to Dead Man's Curve? Yeah, it's Dead look. Man's Curve right, right there. We'll take a look at Dead Man's Curve right now. Here's the first pull. Watch. Like you see these guys come... Sp- yeah, so they're and running. And are going to be over here, right? I didn't We're realize in... it was in slow mo till now. I didn't know why everybody was. Walking. <laughs> yeah, it's in slow Yeah, so motion. see how wide he's getting. Now look at this guy trying to. Mm-hmm. See, he goes for a chunk of them. Yeah, he put it, his horns down there. That guy's just standing in the doorway. Well, he can't get hit, but. So is, so is there another
3: round of bulls behind this? Like, or is it just the, the, that's the group? The, oh, well, yeah, there all, they are. They
1: all come out at well, one time. Some are, some are faster and slower than others. Mm-hmm. Some have stopped that to. Guy's down. Some have stopped to stick their horns in somebody and kill them. Um... So, so you cannot outrun. You got to. You'll you'll start to see as the people are running in front of the bulls. Look, yeah, look at. Oh, you're going to Now you're going to get trampled by a bull oh. when a fifteen hundred pound, two thousand pound hoof hits you in the head. You, you know, you're talking brain aneurysm, yeah. city. Yeah. You know, so so I wanted to pick. Um, I wanted to pick the place because I know PJ and I talked about this. So I'm like, all right, we're going to Dead Man's Curve. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be at the top of Dead Man's Curve. I'm going to get a little momentum and try to lead them in. And when they make the turn, now once they so they slide to the right, they make a turn and it S's and it goes back to the left. Mm-hmm. When they break out of that left-hand turn and they op- they start opening it up again, they're going 35 miles an hour within strides. You cannot outrun that. No, boat. no, 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 no. So there's a couple of things I want to do. Number one, for my record, and I've looked at a lot of footage. I want to be the first. You studied the tape. I've studied the tape. Okay. I've gone on and clicked on um, death. You know, uh, in the curve, death at, at 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 the running with the bulls accidents. So I've seen. So you, you studied know, what not to do. What isn't successful? No, 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 no. What I was looking for was a couple of things. Okay, so first of all, in my left hand, I'm going to have a, a a helmet cam mic. Uh, 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 I see Tom Thomas calling us up right now. We're not going to take his call though. Okay. Um so I'm gonna do two things that I believe have never been done in the hundreds wow. of years they've been doing this event. Number one, um, I am going to Heisman pose a bull. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. so I'm gonna come out of the corner when it's slowing down and I'm gonna strike a Heisman Huge fan. And of then that. and then take off. Okay, into the straightaway. Then the second thing in my left hand, so I'm going to have a camera mounted at my head with a ba- you know like a bandana type of rubber mounting so I can, you can see what I'm running towards and looking at. And then I'm going to have another in my wrist, a wrist cam. So when I reach out, I would like to try to touch one of the bulls, its horn, its head, its body, something. So I'm going to come in contact with the bull for sure. But the second thing I'm going to do, which I don't know if anyone's done, is in my left hand, I'm going to have a handful of PJ's Ashes. And I'm going to spew his ashes while I'm running with the Bulls wow. so that PJ will be there with me to conclude a promise. Because the way it happened was we wrote a bucket list and we talked about things that we wanted to do. And I said, well, let's write our own 10 things and let's see if any of ours match. And a couple of match. But number two, and I think it was t- two for me and three for him, the closest, highest on the list, because we did in descending order, was running with the Bulls. So I looked at him and I said, well, that's got to be it. They're the, they're the highest ranked ones that both of us have. So I said to him, if you stay sober and you pull this off with me and follow my direction, because he was a very bad heroin addict and he was in trouble. Um, I said, and you stay sober for a while. I will pay for us. And I, and he said to me, and here's the part that got me. So he died. He, the first time he ever used after being sober for three and a half years that he was out in, in California he had a weak time. He was hooked up with some girl, whatever the thing was, and she used, and he found himself on the needle again. The first shot he ever did, he od and he died. But I said to him when we came up with this plan, I said, he said to me, promise me you'll do it with me. And I said, PJ, I promise you, I will take you, and I will run with the bulls with you. Well, of course, he's in heaven now, and I can't, but I can take what I have of him and fulfill my promise that I made to him. Which was that I would take him to run with the bull. So I'm gonna take him and I'm going to throw his ashes in the face of a bull. That'll be awesome. After I Heisman, Bulk.
4: Are you worried that they're not a fan of that and they're gonna come at they're gonna just turn around and come after you?
1: You know, I've never seen one. I've seen Will one They stop, when, they won't stop stride? They keep going straight from there. Yeah, we've they're kind of, they're kind of, they're kind of, you know, uh, um, sheep. You know, they they've just... never had ashes thrown in their face before, though. You know what? I'm I'm not afraid to take them. Like out. I'm looking oh, at this crap. map of the run,
3: and it's it seems like it takes a while for them to get up to speed. But then around Dead Man's Curve, that whole straightaway, is just a oh yeah, they're, they're murder. That's a nightmare.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. A I'm I'm coming about forty yards short. Now you got to remember too, my outfit. You see my outfit? They all wear this traditional white with white pants. You're not well, going traditional. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm not going traditional. <laughs> He's breaking stride. I'm going traditional with the pants. You're breaking barriers. This, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. I'm going listen, let me just tell you my outfit. I'm going traditional with the white pants. Okay. I've ordered the Michael Johnson Olympic gold, bright gold running shoes. Okay. I'm going with the bright gold, gold medal shoes. Remember, he came out and he had the shoes on and everyone. Went, oh my god. The, I do remember that. The yeah. pressure on him to win a gold medal when he wore metallic gold shoes. I got the metallic gold shoes. I'm going for the gold. There's no question. But I would say that what I'm wearing on my top may be all-time ranked, and I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to find it right here on my phone.
4: Now, would you argue that if you were to get the whole experience of running with the Bulls, you have to get trampled?
1: So if you want to no, 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 do no, the whole no, experience, no, you have I, I, to get I don't, trampled. No, no? I, no, I don't, I don't believe that, because not everybody gets trampled. That more, would be the full experience. There's, no, no, there's winners and losers. Wouldn't, <laughs> the, wouldn't the full experience be Heismaning, high stepping, and, and you know, and, and getting out of there and, and turn it and 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 around and maybe a little Billy White cheese Johnson touchdown dance mm-hmm. after they go by? I'm thinking that's the experience I'm looking for. Incredible oh, Bulk okay. Hogan. All right, so under purchases on my uh, there it is. Let me blow this picture up for you so you can fully appreciate it. Okay, so take a look at that shirt. And do you know what's on that shirt, Bulk Hogan? I do not. There are a series of dollar sign. Get, who is that? Come on, take a guess. No uh, guess? No, Jimmy who is Hendrix? That? Who is that?
3: Yeah, did, did you say Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix, right? It's not
1: Jimi Hendrix. Who is it? It's not Jimi Hendrix. How dare you? How dare you? It's Colin Kaepernick, baby. Oh, wow. It's It's a series. It's a white polo shirt with the number seven on it. With Colin Kaepernick, seven. with Colin Kaepernick, with dollar signs and giant afro all over the shirt, I'm going with Kaepernick. I'm making a statement. Okay, I'm making a statement. Now that has three stripes on it, and he's a,
4: he's a Nike guy.
1: Going. with so Colin. That's, that's like the three. That's Adidas. It's a, that's an Adidas Colin Kaepernick. Wow, very rare. Yeah, that is the very edition, rare. He's a Nike guy now. Very rare to get your hands on it. Throwback. That is throwback. Throwback now. Kaepernick. Yeah, I'm going with throwback Kaepernick Passes jersey. And I'm sure that there's going to be people there that see the gold-shoed Kaepernick running, cambered up, Heisman Trophy posing, Ash throwing Baldwin, and they're going to, have ju- they're going to make judgment. They're going to make judgments, but go ahead and let right. them judge me. Yeah, yeah. They've been judging me my whole You're career. You're doing what you want to do. They've been judging me my whole career. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm really not. Uh, let's go to break, and uh, we're going to talk. We're going to play a little So What. We'll be right back after this.
0: I'm so excited.
1: It's time for
0: I, I Just Can't Hide It. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... um, So what? It's
2: unlistenable radio! You understand
1: Uh, me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back, and we're going into a... little so what? little so what? Josh, what do you got? So
3: what? Brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. Catch all the SU action and all sports on their big screen TVs and have a delicious meal and a great atmosphere. Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus. Now we all are aware of by now the giant 330 million dollar Bryce Harper contract that was signed with the Phillies yesterday but the other side of that story is that he passed on 45 million dollars a year to go play for the Dodgers you wanted the long term deal you wanted a long term deal. deal versus the 45 million over i think it was what five 3 or 4 years 3 or 4 years with the Dodgers
1: you no? know the thing that the thing that comes to my mind most is uh, is 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 kind of how My business, the movie business has gone since, um, you know, you're either a guy and and on these teams, you're going to be a guy that's that's the have and have not, the epitome of it, you know, so you're going to have how many Bryce's or how many so manny's can you afford, one or two or three maybe, and then the other guys, they're going to make nothing. (laughs) You're going to just have to find guys that want to play, because how how many of these guys and how can the league support you know paying these kinds of salaries there's guys this guy's going to stem to make you know like almost 30 million 20 with incentives and stuff 30 million dollars a year to play baseball I mean 25 a year Tw- well 25 and then there's you know obviously things in his contract that if he hits certain plateaus there's performance stuff and there's you know again i just it's it's mind-boggling to think that they make that much money to hit a ball.
3: Yeah, and there's no he's he can't opt out. He's not getting traded. He is a Philly for thirteen That's years. That's the
4: strangest part of this because for the for a while it was rumored that he didn't want to play for the Phillies because this has been about a month where it, it's just been really the Phillies that have been interested in Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. and it, he's been carrying it out for a month, and now it went from maybe he doesn't want to play in Philly to I'm I'm dedicated to play for Philly for thirteen years without even having an opt-out option. Now, it's only 25 a year where he could probably still get traded. Mm-hmm. But no opt out is crazy.
1: Well, yeah, but remember, too, for somebody, for them to trade him, you're going to have to try to find somebody. So if things are going well and you're in the World Series or you're in the playoffs every year for the next five years and this guy's a contributing factor to that, but if they're looking to trade him, it's either because they're going to get a part in their team that they're really missing that they could lure them with with this great player or things aren't working out. And so, if things aren't working out, how do you get someone to inherit that huge contract with a player that's not performing? You know, you see the oxymoron of it. I mean, so how does Philly get somebody to want him? Well,
4: it could be the team around him is bad, like what just happened with the Marlins and Giancarlo Stanton. He had a thirteen-year, three hundred twenty-five million-dollar contract, and that's where Bryce Harper got his numbers because he he just wanted to beat the biggest contract in mm-hmm. American uh, sports. So you could still trade someone like this, but it would have to be your team. But like you said, it would have to be the team around him not performing well, and he's still performing well, to get any sort of good return, I guess. Because then you're just trying to shed salary cap and start all over again. Right, I hear you.
1: I I, uh, I like the odds of him bringing something to the Phillies more than, I don't know why, but I just don't think Machado and, and, and the Padres are going to do a lot. I no? don't. No, I don't see it. He got the better deal. He's getting thirty million a year, only ten
4: years, so he would only have to make thirty mil from his thirty-six to thirty-eight or thirty-nine years or mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. at the back end of his contract to break what Bryce Harper's getting. And that's he's Manny Machado's not going to fall off that much where he's not making ten mil a year at the end of his career. So yeah, Bryce Harper's locked in. Manny for Machado a good long seemed run. to get the better deal this off season, which. Kind of came as a surprise coming into the offseason. You would have thought Bryce Harper was going to get the bigger deal. How old, how old will Bryce be at the end of this? To what? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. He's only twenty six years old. That's yeah. why you're you're willing to give a guy at twenty six a thirteen a year deal because he's only going to be thirty nine. Unlike A-Rod, who had a Rod, who got a ten year deal when he was thirty two years old with the Yankees, so mm-hmm. it went to forty two years old.
1: Well, you also got to look in there. There has to be stuff. I mean, I haven't sat here with a you know a a lawyer and gone through it, but there has to be stuff that's protected them. From if he gets hurt or if you, I mean, it can't There's be insurance stuff. Yeah. yeah, there can't be a guarantee of that kind of money if he doesn't play. No, you get
4: you get like seventy five percent or something like that if, <sighs> if they're out. Yeah, I'd be, I'd have a
1: hangnail that hurt a lot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the New England Patriots character coach is leaving the organization after six seasons. Jack Asterby, whose official title was uh, character coach and team development, has decided to pursue other opportunities in football after his contract with the Patriots expired. At the conclusion of this season, I guess the guys on the team loved this guy. He was a great kind of behind the scenes guy, and they're all upset that he's leaving.
1: Do you think it has anything to do with the masseuses? Did he leave because it was? Did he coach and the owner well enough? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you're the character coach, I would imagine that that translates to you're some type of person that helps develop these young men and and keeps these people in line. And you think it's coincidental that the character coach of the New England Patriots has left after Robert Kraft has been accused of carrying on with videotape of him having sex with masseuse prostitutes that could be indeed some of them underage. We don't know any of this yet. Still more details are coming out, but I, I don't find it. That coincidental. That's know? fair.
4: I think that's fair. Belichick right. is the one who needs...
1: He needs the his, character
4: coach. I agree. I think so. And they just had a guy get suspended for steroids last year, do too, you so think, he wasn't doing a great job. Do
1: you think with Spygate and all the different things that Belichick has been accused of doing that he planted the cameras on Robert Kraft? <laughs> Was he behind wow. it? Wow. Hot I hey. like this conspiracy theory a lot. Right. Yeah, think about, think about what he could do. He should go into, now, now after the game's over... And you know he's got to be thinking about it. I mean, what more is there for him to do? And he's getting older now. And you know, so, so at some point, you know, next couple of seasons, whatever, Belichick goes out, he wins his 85th Super Bowl, and blah blah. blah. Hope not. But 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 the business he could go into would be spy cams. Think about it. He <laughs> could Belichick on your kids right now and make sure Belichick on your wife. Belichick, you could be that's that's the there you go. There's a spot right post, now. Post point post it right now. Daniel Baldwin, Bill Belichick. Belichicking up on everybody in your life with Belichick.
4: Citing
3: aggressive athletes and interference with drug testing results, Russia has banned athletes from drinking beer during their doping tests. Now, this sounds like a weird headline, but apparently the reason they had to do this, the, the reason this is even happening in the first place is, after Russian athletes, and a lot of people in America, too, like you run a marathon, at the end of it, you want a beer. A lot of people do that. Right. In Russia, I guess after everything like after every sporting event they have to dope test the people so they're like all right got to get a urine sample but because people were drinking beers and getting hammered at their dope tests they had to ban beer
1: because was the beer masking some kind of result or who- it got
3: no they were getting they were getting in fights they were getting in fights <laughs> and getting too aggressive with each other
1: <laughs> I, you know I, I think that's terrible i think that you should allow them to continue on the tradition
3: and wrapping up on another doping story the World Bridge Federation announced today that Gear Helgemio, the world's top ranked bridge player, has been suspe- suspended after testing positive for two banned substances <laughs> a female fertility drug Jeez. and a synthetic testosterone to play bridge. Wow. <sighs> And what doping way does that make be better than bridge? I have no idea.
1: Can you imagine watching like a bunch of old ladies playing bridge around a table and just have some bearded, really big, heavy you know, you know, lady bridge player just dive over the table and start pommeling. Mm-hmm. Because she's on testosterone and she just starts crushing the other lady.
4: That's what it does. It gives it gives them the intimidation factor. It does, it That's does. exactly why and it's banned. When you're
1: staring down some ninety-four year old lady who's got with facial you know, hair who's with got, a mustache like, who's got who's got huge armpit hair <laughs> <laughs> and she's about to throw Trump on your ass. You don't want to lose to them. No, you're, not, you're taking her out before she throws that card.
3: And then, real quick, finally, the line has not been released, but Syracuse is uh, the favorite to beat Wake Forest tomorrow. Uh, the they are currently seven to one against Wake Forest, so
1: they're seven to one. Uh, uh, wow, that's on Wake's floor too, huh? Yeah, they've Whew. beat them six of the last seven times. You know, I just all I keep thinking about is watching Boston College beat the crap out of Louisville, and I mm-hmm. thought. You know, you can and these are these guys, you know, if you think Wake's a joke, you know, they they've been in some games and they beat NC State. You know, so NC State beat us. So I mean, watch it, man. We got to win this game. For sure we have to win this game.
4: Louisville's really fallen off since that Duke uh right? bad. Yeah, they just fell apart. Lost to Duke, lost I mean, to Syracuse, that, just beat Clemson by one. They've lost like Six or less, eight or something like that. That
1: Twenty-three point lead against Duke, and they just haven't been the same nope, since. They have not recovered it changed, from
4: that. It changed them. It's turned. It's turned into two or three losses now, which you can't do when you
1: lose like that. And you then it's it not. A,
3: it's not a so up. But I did. I saw you talking to Salzone for some reason. Joe Salzone, former producer. We're, I, we're, I do want to know about that.
1: We're gonna. We're gonna come back. We're gonna go to break, and we'll be right back. And we're gonna talk about Joe Salzone. Oh, <laughs> and nice. we're gonna talk about Jason Witten. We'll oh. be right back after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now, and we're back. Um, So, to answer your question, I mean, because I know that you are um, you're an aficionado and uh, a seasoned veteran of the Galaxy Media umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Joe Salzone, I I, I see you were walking in as he was walking out. Very, very interesting meeting. Salzone walked in and he said, uh, "I heard." That you're looking for someone to run the social media for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want you to know that I'm available. I'd like to throw my hat in that ring. And I said, Well, I, I didn't know that this was a, another one of the many, uh, expertises uh, on your list. Um, the many talents the of Joe ma- Salzone, the many, many talents of oh, Joe we Salzone. We haven't heard from Larry Dickman in quite some time here on the Daniel Baldwin show, exactly. So, Larry is minimum now. He knows a guy who knows a guy who's got a guy. Okay, uh, I told him what I'm what, what I was thinking about. I was thinking about, um, uh, so there's a couple things as we move forward. I'm kind of glad the Facebook Live thing is gone. Okay. Uh, I don't think we should continue to do that. Okay. I don't think that we should do the Twitch. No. Okay. No. All right. No. We're going to do the podcast straight. You can download this podcast. You can do it with the ESPN app. You can go to iTunes. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different ways uh, to, uh, and, and click on uh, the Daniel Baldwin show and you can listen to the show. Again, you can listen to the show if you missed it. Um, what my idea is, is that I think that there's either a reality or a TV show in, in what happens in sure. this booth sure. and some of the things that happen afterwards. So um, I, I would rather not have it go out uh, visually um, to people to take a look at because that will devalue what I think we can do. And mm-hmm. as I continue to negotiate with some of the great powers that be here in town. Uh, about how we're going to accomplish this, uh, being on the road with Paulie I think is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I got a big response from it on Facebook Live, and that was just my holding the phone. It wasn't really professional equipment that we were shooting with. Um, so, so there's that part. So I told him, we need a we need a website mm-hmm. that, is, that is entitled for this show, and on that I would imagine that we have uh, you know a question box, people can call in. We should have some some small clips that mm-hmm. you, can, you can attach on sure. all of the social media needs to be open we need to have you know social media for Twitter, Facebook and all those things on there so you can connect those dots and then we could even personally add you know stuff from your show sure, onto sure. it if you want to have them cross over and draw from that to go mm-hmm. to your show your own per- it could be Maybe we need to open up a couple of pages of the incredible Bulk Hogan. Hogan's Heroes, where, where, man. Where you click on his picture and then all his social media, mm-hmm, opens it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm open to talking. I'm, I'm not some uh, expert at this. So, was
3: Salzone um, looking for a little scratch for this? Oh, Salzone's
1: little- absolutely looking. He made it very clear. He goes, you know, and, and I could run this for you, you know, uh, after I said, well, the, the, you know, p- let's let's talk about this guy mm-hmm. that's gonna do that this guy you know he knows a guy that does these pages and so he's gonna we're gonna meet with him and talk mm-hmm. to him. and then if Joe was to um um was to oversee it or whatever mm-hmm. and it was a reasonable price and he spent a day or two you know consolidating and printing up emails to bring them in or whatever he's gonna do, we sure. should, we'll, we'll talk about that role. But I think that we need an you know when you when you if you're not gonna reinvent the wheel here, then look at the shows that are on right now in this time slot nationally. Look at Levitard. Mm-hmm. He's got three or four guys that are constantly working, answer the phones. He's got a guy tweeting out stuff and mm-hmm. answering. We need the intern. Even off camera or whatever, yeah. but we need the intern in here with the laptop open. That's answering and feeding us questions that are being asked. That can look up statistical stuff, so you can stay on the board and and do this. Or Pauly, you know, and, and if you're going to be outside, and, and we and we do, we need to figure out what's our lineup. You know, what's our lineup really going to be? I mean, does Pauly Sambilia have the stuff to stay? Does he have the staying power? I don't, I don't know. know. I think that I think I think
3: I think uh, he's running out of gas. What's <laughs> I'm gonna be. You gotta tank. fill up
4: the tank, then. You gotta fill up the tank.
1: Well, here's. I what got I, a full here, tank of Hogan right here. here. Here's. Here's what I think, and, and you're right about this, Josh. He has this. Um, Paulie has this thing about you know the new kid coming in and has he earned his stripes? And he's very old school like he's that. He's very old school about that. Well, I think it's too because. He had to wait so long to get any kind of an mm-hmm, opportunity, and, mm-hmm. and that might have to do with the fact that he just wasn't very good. Right. I don't know. I don't
3: know. He's the Arnold Palmer looking at a Tiger Woods coming up and going, oh, these kids don't put in their time anymore. Yeah, he's not doing his work. He yeah, just right. signed
1: a $335 million contract. Yeah. 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 Yes. Come yeah. on. Now, now, isn't the logical thing, because bouncing it off of one person and having a third person to bounce off material that we're doing, um, I, I. you know, I... I kind of like the third guy, you know, provided he doesn't try to step all over it, which bulk you know bulk knows his place mm-hmm. the incredible bulk Hogan. now, I think the logical thing is after you leave after the hour, we just Eli Whitney, the interchangeable parts on the cotton gin, we just slide bulk Hogan into your spot. I like it, see oh I like you it. you see that and then and then we move now now if this if this is the one right then then normally with Paulie, this is the two and this is the three if we have to give him numbers. Right away, you move into the three, you know. But when Paul, when Paulie, but when Paulie's not here, you you feel comfortable staying right there. You'd rather have bulk do the board. I you? like bulk on the board. Yeah. So yeah. Bulk jumps yeah. to two. Yeah. Bulk jumps nope. to two. No,
4: nope. I'm not taking that. I know Josh is the two. The chairs just, switch. I, the think, chairs just I, switch. I know my role. I think
1: we change the numbers around. I think Josh becomes the two immediately. Ooh. And I think even I when th- Paulie's here, you know, I. <laughs> Josh knows better than to think he knows as much about sports as Paulie, <laughs> yeah, I but know. the perspective and stuff I get from Josh, like just recently, Josh will tell you that I said to him, "What we did in there, that's what I want you to do, like mm-hmm. I don't care whether or not he knows about Bryce and guarantees and blah what I care more about is. That he can go deeper with me on what does this do to sports? Isn't this like society? Mm -hmm. And we can get into those kind of things. Suddenly we're talking about his kids and where the ladder is. And those things are more fascinating to me than the X's and O's of sports. I mean, About the Jimmies and the Joes. I mean, that's why it's Paul Hogan right there. That that is like, you know, uh, who who is he? He's uh, Dolly Bulk. Yeah, right, yeah. He's
3: the Dolly of Balls. He's the Dolly Lamb of of he You don't say much, but when you do, it's to
1: the point, and I appreciate that. sir. The disciples of Hoagie Balls. I, do, I like
3: it. Uh, we got a couple minutes, real quick. You want to talk, Jason Witten, too? Because I know Jason Witten.
1: Well, you know, I'm. There's a part of me that's watching this, and and. Uh, I'm kind of sad. You know, I, I have a lot of friends that when I was up and coming in the acting world and then started to get some heat and whatever, you know, not because of anything to do with me, but when you're on a primetime TV series, you get access to go to golf tournaments and stuff they ask you to do and fun events and you're on TV. It's worth them having you and you get the, the perk of flying in for free first class and they put you up and they treat you really nice. And you know, you're mingling with 28 starting NFL quarterbacks at Dan Marino's golf. Tour. Who doesn't want to go to that when you're a football fan? So I got to meet a lot of these guys over the years, and one of the things that always kind of um, stunned me was, and I mean, you know, from, from Troy Aikman to Dan Marino to John Elway, you know, when they got out of the game and finally hung it up, it's really hard for them. A lot of them, the big name guys, you could see it in their face. You'd see them at some event and they'd be there still, you know, in all the pictures and everything. They're legends. I remember John Elway. I was in Denver because I was friends with Kiki Vandway and I saw him at a basketball game. And I remember he just, uh, you know, that they talk about the camaraderie in the locker room. And, you know, since they were junior high school kids. They've been doing this grind football starts at this date they start lifting they start running they go to camp they have two days then they did about preseason then they start the season they go through the whole thing until the end and then they get a couple months off three months off whatever and they some of them don't as they get older train as much in the off season. but but this thing was going on for them by the time they retire at 36 you know or whatever it is they've been doing it for for 25 years you know since they're 10 nine. Sure. You know, so when you take that away from them, and they wake up that fall morning and realize they don't have a job anymore, they're not doing that. It's really, really hard for them. So, I watch Witten now, who I did not think was great in the booth. I like Jason; he had a great career, but you know, sixteen seasons, he's going to walk into now. Now he's going to help the boys, and right away, the the thoughts that come to my mind are: Is he having a hard time letting it go? Um, did he realize? That he wasn't and listened to the critics around him that good in the booth. Or I wondered, does he know something that the boys are poised to make a nice run now in the next year or two and he wants to be a part of it? You know, I, I'm not sure what combination of those are, but those were the three things as I analyzed that announcement. I'm like, he's going to come back and play. And, and who's playing tight end right now that's just going to step aside and have a 35 year old guy take his place? I mean, he is Jason Witten, but he's had a season off. Um, is that going to hurt him? I, I just found it to be a very perplexing decision on his part to do.
4: And I bet you it's a lot harder for a guy that went right from playing to staying with football a little bit and getting into the broadcast booth because you're still around football every week doing games. You're preparing for a couple of days before the game, being around these guys, going to practice. So I think would it, probably harder to still see that fire in other players rather than retiring and just going away from football So if you take that year completely off from football, maybe you can disconnect from it. But he was still around it, so he still had that that fire to play. Still,
1: I think. Well, then then it brings into question why did he retire? And so so, you you know I think when you look at a guy, if you were the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, you know, and you turn or or better yet, let's go even worse, let's go to the New York Jets, and you sat out a year. Are you looking at the Jets right now? Even if they get Le'Veon Bell. Even if they get Brown or one of the, one of the two big, you know, uh, free agents that are going to be available, are you looking at the Jets saying they're better than New England and they're going to win the East and probably go to the AFC Finals and have a chance to go? To the- I don't think so. Absolutely not. I don't think so. So, with that said, I don't think Witten turns around and says he's leaving that cushy job in the booth where I'm sure he's being well paid. Um, I, I know that they have to be thinking. He's a year or two out from becoming refined and good at this. He's a football player. He's not an announcer. He'll learn it, and they're going to be patient with him because if they kept him in there for some of the stupid things that he said on the air, I mean, st- stuff now do-, do
4: you think his time may have been up? And this is one of those I'm going to quit before I'm fired kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but then he would he would have he would have then turned around and I mean, this is a guy that could go represent oil rig companies and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. So no, what what I have a, a feeling he he sees. Um, is he got away from it, part of what you're saying, he got away from it because and, and he was forced to watch it. This yeah. guy called games that the Dallas Cowboys were in. He had to be looking at them going, God, throw this play. You know, or if I was in the game. So I think there's part of that too. But I think he knows that the NFC East right now, Philly had struggled a little bit after winning a Super Bowl. The 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 Giants aren't going to do much of anything next year. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to threaten like they're going to dominate. So Dallas is definitely in the mix for sure. They, so and I think for him to come back now that Dak has a little more experience and their defense played really well, I wonder if he doesn't think he's going to slide in there into the NFC finals. He's got Drew get a little bit older. He's definitely got the Rams to contend with again next year. But they're in the mix. They're definitely in the mix. Maybe he sees he knows something, or maybe he knows that they're going to get somebody we don't know about. Listen, don't rule the Cowboys out as far as getting Brown from Pittsburgh. Don't rule them out. Don't think they're willing they, to take on a
4: personality like that for sure. I that think doesn't, doesn't I think what he,
1: I think what he brings. I'd be surprised if Garrett isn't gone. I'd be surprised they're not going to fire him. They've already said they're keeping I, him. I'm, I'm, yeah, this is what they said. If they don't start. And win three out of the first four games, you know. Something like, but he does some stupid where he's like one in three or whatever. He's gone. He's gone. He's had a short leash. He's on a very short leash out there right now, for sure, with the boys. What else you got? That was you it. I wanted to me? talk. Jason Josh, Witten. I got a
4: question actually. So I brought this up to uh, Seth yesterday. Mm-hmm. An X factor in this Jason Winton thing is that he now has hair, I believe. Oh, and I, I, I firmly believe this. It might sound weird, but he, ne- he was balding at the end of his career. I know you're a man who, who lacks uh, you can hair on top. I'm bald. Yes, I'm bald. Okay, you're bald. <laughs> if you were to then get hair, would you feel rejuvenated? Would you no. feel like a new? I feel like a liar
3: because my wife asked me if I wanted to get trained. You feel like blue. a new
4: man. You'd feel no.
1: LeBron did the this. LeBron
3: did this. He had his hairline was receding, and then suddenly he had a hairline. It's like, and you feel like a new man again. You feel rejuvenated mm-hmm. a little bit. At this bit. point, I've been bald for you so many years. More I, I carry, carry his, his high school top.
1: graduation picture on my phone. Yeah. To remind me. That,
3: that I used what? to have long, flowing blonde hair, it and it all fell really out.
1: Good? It was Hercules. He <laughs> was Hercules. I gotta run to there go there goes my boys. theory. All, all right, run. he's running to a meeting. We'll be right back after this.
0: Hey, this is Darryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Ballers Show. This is Anthony Munoz. From- Hi, this is Bruce Smith. Hi, this
1: is Cornelius Bennett. Jim Kelly, you're
0: listening to
2: Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, it's Dean King.
1: This is Chris Berman, aka The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman
0: on the radio talks about revolution when it's
2: already Bob Dylan, didn't that Hey now to sing about you. Know, and we're back.
1: So we're just discussing, uh, um, yeah, I guess there, there's stuff that, uh, you know, you're relatively new at this, and uh, there's stuff that just goes on that, um, you know, the great eye in the sky, the powers that be, you know, Polly just decided that the show needs to be freshened up. And so what I said was, uh, well, I always envisioned instead of saying, hi, I'm Cornelius Bennett and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin show on ESPN radio, which is kind of, a long sentence to have seven, eight, nine people, but I could get other celebrities that I know. And the, and the thing to to do is to open the first one up saying, hi, this is Jim Kelly. And you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin show on ESPN radio. And then the second guy says, hi, this is Cornelius Bennett. And you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin show. And then the third guy says, hi, this is, and just his name. Then hi, this is just his name. And then just his name, just his name, just his name. And then you end with the Swami saying, and I'm predicting that you're listening so suddenly, that became so not put more names in there. Well, so they took names out, okay, and they did a <clears throat> and these Spot sound eye. effects or something in between them, which were, you know, I I guess are the best efforts of whoever decided. I don't know if it was Josh or Paulie, or but that was there, freshening it up and, and making it... See, when I spoke with the people at the Levitard show this morning, I spoke with Allison and one of the one of the writers. And they have this segment that they do for March Madness that they're going to have me read. You know, it's a lot of material. It's multiple lines. A ton, I saw it. It's uh, a bunch. One hundred and eighteen, I think, lines for their thing that they're going to do. And I'm and I'm, I'm happy to do it and help my friends over at the Levitard show. And I really like Allison. She's a really cool chick. Um, but there, there there was an interesting note that she said to me, and I said, "Well, for instance, do you want me to?" Do a character voice? Do you want me to do a this, that, and some of the readings, or? And she said, "You know what? Just let the writing speak for itself." You know, and that, and that's that kind of Shakespearean thing. By no means am I saying that the opening of the show for the show was Shakespeare, but the point of it is when you hear someone say, "Hi, this is Jim Kelly." Well, as soon as he said this is Jim Kelly if you know anything about sports he went to four straight Super Bowls he was a you know a Heisman trophy finalist multiple times University of Miami I mean a stud you don't have to say anything else but hi this is Jim Kelly and I'm listening to the Daniel Baldwin show to know that he's a fan and a friend of the show and that he's in Natalie Bruce Smith uh, you know um, the greatest anchorman in the history of sports radio Strong. E- ends the Swami himself ends this opening of the show why are you changing anything what do you really need to change why why do we need the the loud graphics and stuff you know i I don't need that i I, let the material speak for itself so again that the the thing that really has to be done is to sit down now and hold people's hands and and explain to them that i would prefer you just go back to what we had in the beginning so the flare-up you asked for wasn't the flare-up you got no, and and here's the funny thing. So um, I don't get mad at the waitress because I realized the waitress didn't make the eggs. I don't get mad at the chef, but I am definitely the guy when I say eggs over easy and they come back and they're really hard. I go, that's not what I ordered. Could you please send it back? You know, immediately. So... I'm, I'm, but I'm pretty specific and I'm speaking the English language of what I wanted. So I wanted it to open up. I said exactly what I wanted. I wanted to open up with this guy saying this, this guy saying a truncated version, this guy saying, and then just get to, hi, I'm Bruce Smith. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Bubba Smith. Hi, I'm OJ Simpson. Hi, I'm, ba-, and yeah, you're a big get OJ Simpson. But, but you just, then just read six names in a row and then go, hi, I'm Chris Berman, sure. AKA The Swami. And, that, and that's how you, so what you're saying is, by having those names, these are all people I know that are friends of the show. So, And yes, we're dotting it with sports legendary names, and I could go get my brother Alec and my brother Billy and Ray Liotta and a couple... I don't know that that has the impact on an ESPN show, and and, and nor do I know that I want to make the opening of the show five minutes long. But clearly what I said I wanted has now turned into a Star Wars Game, game Boy thing, you know, where it, I do it. I, it sounds like... I'm listening to a game. Yep. You know.
4: Did you make the sound effects Did, I, did, did you that feel that it? that sounds perfect. Did you yeah. feel it there? Yeah. yeah. yeah I could have. See, I'm going to defend Pauly for a second. If he's the one who did it, at least, or whoever created it. Because if he were to cut out the end of each one of them, it would shorten it by probably 30 seconds. Now, that's... I don't know if that really affects... How much that affects it in your mind. Okay. But that would shorten the open... A, a good chunk. So, so... So if we got a couple more names to fill in that so, spot where so, you're so, so subtracting, if, cutting stuff. if
1: the incredible Bulk Hogan was paying very careful attention, okay. which quite apparently he was not, Ooh. which quite apparently he was not. Happens a lot, I'll be honest. Okay. So what I'm going to tell you, um, so what we have on there is, uh, what we had was Dean Cain, Chris Berman, Bruce Smith, Cornelius Bennett, Anthony Munoz. Uh, who else? Berman, of course. Uh, C- Chris Berman, I said. Um, Jim Kelly. We had Andre Reed at one time. We had so Andre Reed got cut. So, 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 so well, not just that, but I, I believe in the opening that you just played doesn't have all the names I just mentioned. I think they've you know they've 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 cut a couple of them. And and listen, if that's the answer, but but here here's the thing that that, that is really the bigger. Overall thing that has gone on in the theme of the show and my okay. relationship with the other players in the deck, um, I'm the wild card here. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not an employee of ESPN. I'm a, an independent contractor. I don't get any benefits. I don't Freelancer. Get, this I'm, I'm, this is the, the this is the when I walk, this show is in my name. It comes with me. It's mine. So I do the show for Ed Levine because I really like Ed. I think he's a maverick in radio. He's been around a long time, and and the great thing about him is. Is that he's a content guy? So he goes all the way back to the days of Stern, where he worked with those guys. He knows what time it is. I don't always agree with Ed, but when it comes to what to do on the show, this is Ed's place for sure. Um, but but when it comes to Josh and and Paulie and but ba- we Paulie and I continue to butt heads on what you should say, what you shouldn't say, the way the show go, because he's. He's fixated on what these other shows are. I am never going to be Brent Dax. He's very good at what he does. Um, I don't want to do Brent's show, as Brent doesn't want to do mine, probably, you know, or he would do it more. It's the it's Brent Dax show on the block. It's very good. Um, then there's Matt Park, who uh, is much more, you know, analysis of just the game. And blah. I don't think there's a lot of... Uh, um, wildness and what Matt does. He's the voice of the orange well, and you get what you get when you get Matt Park when you come and listen to this show you listen to My banter and my rhetoric and and and, and it's accentuated by finding the right groove of characters There lies the interesting thing about having Josh on the show. Josh doesn't know anything about sports like, when you, when you talk about, you know, a bowl game that Syracuse is going to go to, or you talk about a big playoff game, and you go, did you watch the game when you are home? And he goes, yeah, no, I didn't watch it. I, I must
4: say, he does a very good job of making the listener, at least me, think that he
1: knows what he's talking about with sports. But but he's smart enough to go where he can go, sure. and not try to go where he's not. Now, from Pauly's standpoint, this is just another show to Pauly. You know, you, you get that, that he's had years of experience, he's got Seth's show to do, he's got this... He, he doesn't there's no prep he doesn't come in ready to do something. he comes in that day and does a little bit of sounding off you know and, and I appreciate it but he's got a lot of other responsibilities and a whole nother thing he does for the university on the road and everything else but this is it, it, listen I've said this all along if tomorrow I got hit by a by a car if I got hit by a car tomorrow, and I wasn't going to make it. Ador- no one here would miss me for a second. I'd miss you, Daniel. Well, but well, and I'm not saying that to. Uh, but you know, th- this I'd is cry. this is just that thing that rolls on. They don't really care. There's no, uh, you know, a big. It, everyone's an island here, and they do their own thing. Um, I've never worked in that experience before, so it was a real adjustment for me to realize that, you know, there's other shows here that. Uh, you know, and, and and I'm not Alec and I'm not, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman. Or I'm a working actor who's worked a lot in his career from a famous family and have had some, you know, some bouts with fame myself from being on primetime shows and so on. But certainly I'm not some giant movie star or any of that nonsense. And I realize that. Um, but you would think with the plethora of experiences, with the number of people that are super, super world famous and stories about I've never been asked to be on another show in this place. I used to come here when I was promoting a film and I'd do Gomez and Lisa or I'd do, you know, Rick's show. To, no one in here asks me to do anything, doesn't ask my opinion. The university doesn't really ask me to come to do anything or show up at any events. But I, it, it's such a strange thing. It, I don't know if it's because I'm in central New York or people just don't know how to monetize that and figure it out. But, um, yeah, it's really strange for me to to try to tackle... You know, um, we have a, we have an amazing. I mean, uh, Galaxy and and Carrie and um, um, and Ed and his team. This is the place to go to if you're doing an event. If you're doing an event and you don't call Carrie here at Galaxy, you're out of your mind. I mean, these are people that have deep, deep, deep ins with every vendor and all the different people, and you know from bringing in music to you know, the all the apparatus and the bleachers and this they can do anything here. And so and they're and they're the best at it. Um, but I, I never get called to show up or they're they're promoting in a big, huge thing they do, Taste of Syracuse, which is probably the biggest, best thing that Syracuse does every year. And that's all Galaxy and Ed and Carrie and those guys. Hey, you guys are doing the the morning show to to promote this thing, I you know, would you like me to come on and you know I can talk it up. You know, last name Baldwin, but yeah, no, we got it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm like okay. You are looking for a bigger role? I, you know, I, I'm a guy that uh, I'm. You know, I, I don't want to sit in the bullpen and just and, and warm up every once in a while.
4: You want to get in uh, the rotation, bro. You want to be a starting pitcher?
1: I get it now. You know, or if you got to move me to first base, but you keep me in the lineup because of my bat. You know, you keep me in the lineup for my for my bat for sure. And so I haven't figured out how to um, make that happen except for doing the things that I know, which is why, yeah, don't turn the Facebook live back on anymore. I don't want to keep giving away for free. I'll turn it into a TV show and I'll do it on my own. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm just not going to share it with anybody. If I do it on my own, you know, I thought I, I, I saw the potential of, you know, is there a bigger office that we could go to? And I looked and then there was a, a unit open upstairs that the smaller of the, and I thought, let's grab that. Let's grab that office and put this in there with cameras so I can have guys in the background at desks and have it. If if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you're not reinventing the wheel, look at Levitard. Look at what he has. You want he's to take got, the next step. He's got him and Stugatz and maybe one more guy behind a big desk. Yep. And then he's got behind him a camera that switches off with an editor that's sitting there that with three or four guys. With all the and it's dressed up. And, and they're working, doing stuff. And they're yelling in every once in a while. They've all got hot mics. Yep. I'm sure they're hitting a button you know, to go live when they're supposed to talk that's probably muted all the time, opposite of us, where we're, we, we hit to mute. Sure. Um, but, you know, and they got an engineer that's on. So they got seven eight guys now do i expect that they're gonna jump on this and throw all this money no i don't but the the investment to put the cameras near oh i'm making that investment really soon i'm making that investment really looking soon. forward to it gonna make it happen for sure i'm gonna cut this into a tv show if it kills me because i uh, i listen to me and well, paulie and i on the road and it's hysterical yeah, this is awesome oh my god there's a show in it for sure, and I'm going to knock it down. Yeah, we're going to do the Daniel Baldwin show, either reality show or do it as a sitcom or do something. I'm going to meet with a couple of guys. I'm supposed to meet with one very powerful guy from the community today, and then uh, uh, I'm going to go have dinner down in Scanning Atlas with another buddy, uh, and we're going to talk about how we raise the money to do this thing, and we're going to knock this out. So we're going to make it uh, big time. You know, what? I'm I'm just looking forward to incredible bulk Hogan get t-shirts. There, Elise.
4: You want it. You know, bro, I've you already, put the effort in.
1: I've already done this. I've been on multiple very successful primetime television series. I've been a regular on three primetime TV series in my career, one of them ran for eight years. So I know what it's like to, to to do this kind of stuff. I know what it takes to do it. Um but you know, reality TV doing this is a reality show. And I so here here's the tape I play for you. You listen to the banter we do in here, and the stuff that we do when the, when the, we go to break, and then you listen to the stuff that really goes on with me with Paulie and I, and the people we interact with in the lobby of the hotel, and you add a couple of maybe following Paulie for for three or four hours shopping, you know, doing some different stuff, and you cut that together into you know at the end of the week I could cut that together into five half hours easy, e- easily a great bend episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly Going into Burger King they and follow Following it in with the camera worth a week Getting a release From all the people that are in there That appear on camera Which they'd be glad to sign To think that they're going to be on a TV show But, you know If you'll watch Duck Dynasty If you'll watch I was the a big Mo- Duck Dynasty guy yeah, in my day Moonshiners mm. If you'll watch Swamp People Okay uh, you're going to watch this show. because Really? You think we have the, we're the same? Uh... No, no, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying what you're willing to, here's the problem with it. When it's repetitive stuff, there's only a certain amount of things that happen in swamp people. They pull up, they look at the trap, they pull the trap up, they do the fake wrestle, they take the gun, they shoot the thing in the top of the head, they, ooh, they pull it in, <laughs> and then they just, ooh, and then they're, yep. ooh. Yep. You know, and over there in Bayou Sorrow, Tommy Anderson's got himself a hell of wind. They call him the mammoth, and he's been killing people. You know, and I mean, I all day long. It's the Nailed same scenario. It. It's yeah. the same scenario. So you go and you watch it. Now there will be a lot of repetitive stuff. The the uh, you know we add a couple of characters to it. We have a couple of you know staff meetings in in Josh's office and shoot that up. And I'm and I'm in the editing room making you a star. You know that, don't you? I'm making you a star.
4: I'm not making myself a star.
1: All well, right. Well, I'm getting the help from you. I, no, well, I get well, that. Well, you're, you're giving me star material. Okay. You're, you're providing I'm the star you the material. content and you're shaping it. I, I, I am going to. You, you're the You, you of have the supplied some of the finest grade clay Ooh, there is. Thank you. Some of the best, most most sculptable clay of high value. And now uh, you're going to make the uh, base out but, of it. But make no mistake about it. I will be shaping the clay, my friend. Okay. I will be. You'll be calling me Vinny Van Baldwin. Nice. Vinny Van. But then we're gonna go to do the break. We'll be right back. Daniel Da Vinci.
0: This is a journey into sound, a journey which, along the way, will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?
2: Loud noises!
0: Please shut
2: the hell up.
1: This is Sounding Off with Paul Simonian. I had to
4: interrupt it real quick. Do so I have to go and then turn two, And it is. Did you get that straightened out? That was
1: it. I have to do it myself. The now, manual substitution. Now, do we have to pull the trigger on a final definitive nickname? I mean, or can we just continue to call you? Whatever.
4: Tommy Sandwich. I get Tommy Salami from Josh all the time. Ho- I got like. What do you, you say, like Hoagie Balls or some nonsense I like I say Hoagie that?
1: Balls every once in a while, but you're really the incredible Bulk Hogan. I man? think
4: that's the go-to. I think that's the number one. <laughs> I, think I think that's the ace of the uh, the staff of, of I nicknames. Do. I
1: think that's a go-to. I think so. I think it's a go-to. So, so this is this is sounding off with incredible Bulk Hogan. Uh, what have we got? Uh,
4: so last night, Cal State Fullerton, they let one of their student managers, who's been there for four years now, suit up. And he actually uh, showed out in his, in his uh, 15 seconds of, of fame here.
2: Coming into the ball game is Sammy Jones for the Titans. He has been the team manager for Cal State Fullerton for the last four years. This was my
4: dream going to He is college. suiting
2: up tonight. He got clearance from the NCAA to do so. I want so. to be this guy. And he will suit up for senior night next week against Hawaii. Just a great moment. He will dribble off some time here. Sammy Jones gets some
4: spotlight here
2: basket
4: and the foul not only does he make layup, he gets hacked on it makes it his bench going is going up. Up. i saw he went baseline up. left went left hand yeah, right yeah. floater in the paint like Okay, so, josh pace style in so, the so so what
1: we don't know are a couple things a does he make the foul shot that's a good question i do not know which i thought you the stopped there but you realize that this kid forever now it's now that he's scored he's in the record books forever that he played Because yeah. otherwise He's in the box score. He's in the box score, man. I think that's badass. And I and I like the fact that the NCAA took a look at and did whatever waiver they had to do to allow him that to That might
4: be the most shocking part
1: of this. The but, NCAA used
4: common sense and actually did something for good.
1: I think that's great. And that so now he's got Hawaii to look for on senior day.
4: Yeah. And they they're up only they're only up eleven with about thirty seconds left and they the, put him in, surprisingly. Like you you'd think you need I guess thirty seconds left of eleven. It's a, a foregone conclusion, pretty much at that yeah, point. Yeah, has gone. But that's not huge. You'd think like in a twenty-point game or something. Like you need a bigger like eleven-point game. I think they're probably running out of to opportunities, opportunities to do it.
1: it. Um, have you ever seen the kid? He was like the autistic kid or something was not right about. It was him. in Rochester, and, and, and he 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 lit up like seven yep. three pointers or J-Mac. something. j
4: my friend. My I have a couple of college buddies from around there that that knew him. And he made like five or six threes.
1: And he was he was on and fire. On fire. He was locked he was on in. on Fire. He was in the zone. Yeah, it was nuts. What else you got?
4: Um. So a woman called the cops because a dog was humping her dog.
0: Calling the cops now. Because I told you I wasn't leaving the park because sister. my dog Sorry, was humping your dog. You right I'm not verbally assaulting you. I told you I'm not leaving.
2: That's inappropriate for the dog pot. No, it's not. I
0: know it's dogs not humping helping. each other and she's calling the okay. cops because yeah. my dog humped her dog. Every dog, I've seen every single dog hump another dog here. And she tells me to leave and now she's calling the cops. Probably like, Are you serious? You heard of barbecue, Becky? Because this is the newest one. I'm just. Trying you're not to, trying to help trying me. to tell you. No, you're not trying to help are. me. I know the rules. You're not. I, the the, the rules. dogs. I'm obeying the rules. What yeah, are you talking you, about? I'm you right can't here. Allow your dog aggressively on top of another. The dog. dogs hump each other every day, and I took him off. That's the I took opinion? him off. I know That's
1: it's my opinion. So I listened carefully to that segment, Bulk, and um, I got to ask. So, if the Supposed aggressive dog had showed up with a box of candy and was rubbing its back softly before it it started humping. Took, took it out to dinner. And it was it, it wasn't quite as aggressively humping. So she specifically said you. She specifically said you can't have your dog aggressively humping other dogs here. So and I'm thinking well. Could it have been done softly, like lovemaking, sure, instead of just uh, that's an excellent point. You know what I mean. I, I mean, wonder so, if it was the aggressiveness of it that she was might really have been. worked Maybe out. Maybe she's not into you know that whole ordering the pound cake. You know what I mean. She, she was, was a good partner for a dog, she, and, and she, this
4: this dog was a gentle, a gentle, sensitive. Yeah, partner. exactly. Uh, last but not least, we've got uh, uh, Florida. A, a part of Florida is trying to create a a, a law that doesn't allow you to have your your dog on your lap while you're driving.
0: I put a bed in the seat next to me, and Bella sits in the bed.
3: That'd be kind of hard. They just still have to deal with them like a kid, kind of, so that'd be hard. People driving with their dogs in the front seat, it, they could jump in their lap at any time and they could break.
0: That's a tough one because it's almost like texting and driving. As long as I'm driving safely, there's really no reason
4: for them to have a say. I can't tell if he's crying about this or just an old man that is just No, he
1: has like uh uh you know, um uh who was it was uh Betty No, not Betty Parkinson's? Davis. Yeah, but there's something like that. There's a neurological thing okay. going on with that guy. But but you know, I understand that they might call this the poly Sabilia Law.
4: Yeah. Uh that's they, that you can't have the dog in the front seat.
1: Too. Uh uh yeah. Paulie's like one of those guys that he he's gotta have the dog probably in his lap, does he not? I would think so. Now the Absol- the, the thing that's
4: bad about that, although I could see him having a bed in like the passenger side for his dog.
1: I he don't have that, I guys. don't have that option. No, my dogs are massive, pretty big, bigger than you. Stop it. Well, my dogs are really big. So Jethro is two. He's closing on two twenty right now. Really? Yeah. You're Ru- kidding? No, no, I'm not kidding. Um, so and he's two years old. So he's just about topped out now. Cow. Um, Rufus is a slim one sixty five. One seventy. He's but he's a greyhound. You know, he just uh, he's he's a Rufus is a great dog. What's the first dog's name? You said Jethro.
4: Jethro and Rufus.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the the boys are, are big boys. Uh, so there's no option of having certainly in your lap. Um, there's no option in having him. They get the back row in the front seat. I have a pickup truck with a with a big dome high top on it that I put them in, and I'll open the window up uh, and and you know to have contact with them. But uh, you know that's not happening. So that's not a concern.
4: You don't put the big dog beds in the back of your pickup truck for them to lay on. That uh, I, got like, the the oh, okay. I got the beds in the back. Oh, you do. Okay. The beds in the top.
1: On. I have the most famous dogs in the world. True. More no. famous in Beethoven. This year, Airbud. This, Air this year, I have the most famous dogs in the world. Stop it. Okay. Go to Google. Airbud's the most famous. Go, like fift- go to Google. Go to Google. Go to Google. Go to Google before we go to break. And I'm going to have you eat the the hoagie sandwich. You ready? What what are you Googling? Daniel Baldwin dog? Dog. Here's what you Google. Dog. Next word. Teaches. Very specific uh, search here. Brother. There it is. No? How to sit. Touch that one. Dog teaches brother how to sit. Okay, wait right there, please. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back after this.
0: This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?
2: Loud noises! Please shut the hell up!
0: This is Sounding Off with Paulie Tommy Ogan. I
4: had to interrupt it real quick. So I have to go and in turn two and it is. Did you get that straightened out? That was it. I have to do it myself. The manual substitution.
1: Now, do we have to pull the trigger on a final definitive nickname? I mean, or can we just continue to call you? Whatever.
4: Tommy sandwich. I get Tommy salami from Josh all the time. Ho- I got like, what do you, you say? Like hoagie balls or some nonsense. I like say that. hoagie balls. Every
1: once in a while, But you're really the incredible Bull Hogan. Right? I think
4: that's the go-to. <laughs> I think that's the number one. <laughs> I think, I think that's, so. that's the ace of the uh, the staff of, of nicknames. I, do. I think that's a go-to. I think so. I think it's a go-to.
1: So so this is this is sounding off with the incredible Bull Hogan. Uh, what have we got? Uh,
4: so last night, Cal State Fullerton. They let one of their student managers, who's been there for four years now. Suit up, and he actually uh, showed out in his in his uh, 15 seconds of, of fame here.
2: Coming into the ball game is Sammy Jones for the Titans. He has been the team manager for Cal State Fullerton for the last four years.
4: This was my dream going He into is college.
2: suiting up tonight. He got clearance from the NCAA to I do want so. I to be this guy, and he will suit up for senior night next week against Hawaii. Just a great moment. He will dribble off some time here. Sammy Jones gets some spot by here. And he got the basket and the foul. Not only does he make layup, he gets hacked on it, makes it.
4: His bench is going nuts. I saw I he went baseline left. Went left hand, yeah. Right yeah. Floater in the paint, okay, so, Josh Pace style in so, the paint. So
1: what we don't know are a couple things. A, does he make the foul shot? That's a good question. I do not know. Which the I thought video was video stopped there. But you realize that this kid forever now, it's now that he's scored, he's in the record books forever that he played Yeah. cuz otherwise He's in the box score. He's in the box score, man. I think that's badass. And I and I like the fact that the NCAA took a look at and did whatever Waiver they had to do to allow him That to play. might
4: be the most shocking part of this. The NCAA but, used common sense and actually did something for good.
1: I think that's great, and that so now he's got Hawaii to look for on Senior Day.
4: Yeah, and they they're up. They're only up eleven with about thirty seconds left, and they put him in. Surprisingly, like you you think you need, I guess thirty seconds left up eleven. It's a, a foregone conclusion, pretty much at that yeah, point. Yeah, that has gone. But that's not. You would think like in a twenty-point game or something. Like you need a bigger, like eleven-point game. I think they're probably running out of
1: opportunities to do it. Um, have you ever seen the kid? He was like the autistic kid or something was not right about. It was him. in Rochester, and, and, and he 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 lit up like seven yep. three pointers. Or something.
4: my friend, my I have a couple of college buddies from around there that that knew him, and he made like five or six threes. And he was
1: he was on he was, fire. On fire. He was locked he was on in fire. He was in the zone. Yeah, it was nuts. What else you got?
4: Um, so a woman called the cops because a dog was humping her dog.
0: Calling a cop now. Because I told you I wasn't leaving the park because my dog yeah, you're was you're humping your dog. I'm not verbally assaulting you. I told you I'm not leaving.
2: That's inappropriate for the dog pot.
0: No, it's not. I know. The so dogs I'm humping hoping... each other and she's calling the okay. cops. Because yeah. my dog humped her dog. Every do- I've seen every single dog hump another dog here. And she tells me to leave and now she's calling the cops. But are you serious? You heard of barbecue, Becky? Because this is the newest one. I'm just trying, you're not trying to help trying me to tell you no you're not trying to help are. me I know the rules you're not I, the, the, the dogs rules. I'm obeying the rules what yeah, are you talking about I'm you right here allow your dog aggressively on top of another The dog. dogs hump each other every day and opinion? I took him off That's The I took opinion? him off
1: I know That's it's my opinion. opinion so I listened carefully to that segment bulk and um I gotta ask so if the Supposed aggressive dog had showed up with a box of candy and was rubbing its back softly before it it started humping. Took, took it out to dinner. And it was a- it, it wasn't quite as aggressively humping. So she specifically said you. She specifically said you can't have your dog aggressively humping other dogs here. So and I'm thinking well. Could it have been done softly, like lovemaking, sure, instead of just? Uh, That's an excellent point. You know what I mean. I, I mean, wonder so if
4: it was the aggressiveness of it that she was might really have been, worked out. Maybe
1: up. she's not into you know that whole ordering the pound cake. You know what I mean. She, she wants was a good partner for a dog, she, and, and she, this this dog was a to gentle, be a gentle, sensitive yeah, partner. Yeah,
4: exactly. Uh, last but not least, we've got uh, uh, Florida. A, a part of Florida is trying to create a a, a law that doesn't allow you to have your your dog on your lap while you're driving.
0: I put a bed in the seat next to me and Bella sits in the bed.
3: That'd be kind of hard. You still have to deal with them like a kid, kind of, so that'd be hard. People driving with their dogs in the front seat, at, so they could jump in their lap at any time and they could
0: break. That's a tough one because it's almost like texting and driving. As long as I'm driving safely, there's really no
4: reason for them to have a say. I can't tell if he's crying about this or just an old man that is. No, showing- he has
1: like uh, uh you know, um, uh, who was it? Was uh, Betty? No, not Betty Parkinson's? Davis. Yeah, but there's something like that. There's a neurological thing okay. going on with that guy. But but you know, I understand that they might call this the poly Sebelia Law.
4: Yeah, uh, that's right. That you can't have the dog in the front seat.
1: Too. Uh, uh, yeah. Paulie's like one of those guys that he he's got to have the dog probably in his lap. Does he not?
4: I would think so. Now the, Absol- the the thing that's bad about that. although I could see him having a bed in like the passenger side for his dog.
0: I, I don't have that. I guys. don't have that option.
1: No, my dogs are massive. Pretty big. Bigger than you. Stop it. Well, my dogs are really big. So Jethro is two. He's closing on two twenty right now. Really? Yeah. You're Ru- kidding? No, no, I'm not kidding. Um, so and he's two years old. So he's just about topped Holy out now. Cow. Um, Rufus is a slim one sixty five. 170 he's but he's a greyhound you know he just uh, he's he's a Rufus is a great dog. What's the first dog's name you said? Jethro. Interesting. Jethro and Rufus. Uh yeah the the, the boys are, are big boys. Uh, so there's no option of having certainly in your lap. Um there's no option in having him in the back row. In the front seat. I have a pickup truck with a with a big dome high top on it that I put them in and I'll open the window up uh and and you know to have contact with them. But uh you know that's not happening. So that's not a concern. You don't put the big
4: dog beds in the back of your pickup truck for them to lay on that? I, like got, the f- the oh, okay. I got the beds in the back. Oh, you do? Okay. the beds in the top on.
1: I have the most famous dogs in the world. True. More no. famous than Beethoven. This year, Airbud, Airbud. This, Air Bud's year, up this year I have the most famous dogs in the world. Stop it. Okay? Go to Google. Airbud's the most famous. Go, like fift- go to Google. Go to Google. Go to Google. Go to Google before we go to break. And I'm going to have you eat the the hoagie sandwich. You ready? What what are you Googling? Daniel Baldwin dog? Dog. Here's what you Google. Dog. Next word. Teaches.
4: Very specific
1: uh, search here. Brother. There it is. No? How to sit. Touch that one. Dog teaches brother how to sit. Okay, wait right there, please. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, we're back. So, incredible bulk Hogan, uh, I've showed you uh, the video of the dogs, of Rufus and Jethro and my wife Robin, correct? You have. Go ahead and describe what you saw. One
4: of your dogs is trying to learn how to sit. You're trying, you're, Robin is trying to teach him how to sit, and your other dog is putting its paw on the backside of the dog to get it to sit so he can get the treat.
1: Right. So, Rufus literally sits Jethro because Rufus wants to treat, the older right. and the larger of the two Mastiffs. Yep. So when, and I'm filming this, you can hear my voice on this. this is shot on my phone. Robin had yelled to me, you got to get in here and see this. So Rufus does it one time. The second time Rufus does it to Jethro, he not only takes his paw and puts it on his backside to get him to sit, but he then drags his paw up his back and puts it up on his shoulder and holds him there in almost like a stay, a, yeah. a, a stay indication. So- we then sit down, Rob and I laugh. We crack up later in the video, and then we shoot. We shoot, turn it off, and we watch it a couple of times. And Rob goes, "I am going to enter that into America's Funniest Home Videos." And I said, "No, don't." I'm in the movie and the television business, and I have to tell you that in order for them to acquire the property, you have to sign a lengthy copy that relinquishes any of your ownership of the uh, um, of the video. And so I said, "I'm not signing that. I'm not. I'm not giving that away." And she goes, "Okay, all right. Well, then I won't do it." I go. That video will go viral, God is my witness. I've never seen a dog do that before, and definition of viral is 50,000 or more views. Whose uh,
4: definition of viral is that?
1: I believe that's the, what they consider it viral, is, okay. is after 50,000. So, um, I might throw the red challenge flag on that one, but continue. Because you, you think it's more or less.
4: I think it might be more. Uh, here's the thing. I don't know if you can... In, in today's day and age, it has to go viral on like Twitter or Facebook. Uh-huh.
1: Then this was this got
4: two hundred thousand views on YouTube.
1: Right, they've got two hundred thousand YouTube views on that YouTube. Okay, see, so the tally is now eighty nine million views since it was first loaded up. Eighty nine million views on Dodo Waggle, America's Funniest Some Videos, various. It's at eighty nine. It's almost it's cresting ninety million now. It'll hit ninety million in the next month. So, with that said. Once you go over a million views, your monetization of a video is, depending upon the length, because how long are you going to captivate an audience if it's a six minute video and you're getting over a million views at a time, you can pop up ad, which is a pop up goes on the upper right hand corner, or you can stream advertise on the bottom. So your monetization is anywhere as low as three cents and as much as nine cents per view. If you make that into an average, which is about five to six cents, Robin gave away because she took the video behind my back and signed the paperwork and sent it to America's Funniest Home Videos and pissed away over $6.5 million in advertising.
4: All right, here's the thing. If it didn't go there, it would never have gotten the 90 million views. Like, America's Funniest Home Videos... Had a big part of of getting those views. Well, so, America's Funny Song. I see where video. you're coming from, but I
1: don't agree. I don't agree. Okay. I think that if you were to have taken this and put it on Dodo, which is a, they would have grabbed it immediately because of how weird it is that a dog sits another dog multiple times. So because of the rarity of it, we could have sent it to Waggle. We could have sent it to Dodo. You think
4: you would have got those views without it? Oh, my God. A- oh my, well, AFC. that's where they
1: got them. They didn't get it on America. America's Funniest Home Videos only got a couple hundred thousand views. Waggle and Dodo, which is the, mo- the two mo- Waggle's the dog one that all the sure. dog lovers go to, but Dodo is the biggest one. Dodo it got $40 million one, on yeah. Dodo. Yeah, that's huge. A, that's a Facebook thing. Huge. Huge on Dodo. Did I get any money? No. Will I sue? Yes, most likely.
4: <laughs> is that why you had me open this up to get a couple... Because uh... the advertisement did... Uh...
1: Open up when I open no, this. No, when when she yes, and so she sent it to them. Now America's Funny Some Videos thought money. they had the right without my signatures. Without I'm shooting, it, it's on my phone. It's my voice. I'm a known voiceover artist. And they they took a big risk by doing that. And they're gonna pay. We could have had our studio. If, they're gonna pay if
4: you didn't sign it over. Okay, I blame you now. Okay, they're gonna pay. They're gonna yeah. You promise?
1: Gonna. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. They're gonna pay.
4: But we would have had our studio by now
1: we might get the student anyway. Have you ever heard the word settlement? That's a good point. You know, I can be had. You don't have to send me the full six million. <laughs> we can talk about it. There's always a price. We can make it happen. Listen, everything's for sale. Yeah. They try to make it like it's not for sale. Everything for sale. Okay. It is. Everything? You know, a lot of things, okay. okay. A lot of things are out there for sale. Alright, let's go to break. We'll be right back and we're going to talk about uh, hitting the road for the ACC tournament. And uh, what do you got going for the weekend we're going to talk about? We'll be right back after this.
2: This is The Daniel Baldwin Show.
1: Hey now, we're live and we're on the air. We got Greg Hanley on FaceTime right now, covering our Malibu activities. Uh, what do you got out there, Greg? It's
2: living the dream in
1: Malibu. Yep, living the dream in Malibu. Yep, fires are cleared up. Greg's thinking about maybe buying. The uh, rumor has it that Greg Hanley may buy the Los Angeles Dodgers, but we're not confirming that yet. We're on the phone with him right now. We're going to go finish this last segment and see if we break the story first of Greg Hanley buying the Los Angeles Dodgers. Greg, we'll call you right back. Um, actually, that was a joke. I know, Greg. I figured. I know, Greg. He's not buying the Dodgers. Dodgers aren't for sale.
4: Um, Magic's
1: not letting them go. Magic Johnson. Is he in the Dodgers too? He's a part owner. Is he really? Yeah. Is there anything he's not in? No. He has Magic Johnson theaters. Mm-hmm. He's got the Lakers. He's not a controlling interest, though. I mean, it's Genie Bus. No, Je- no, no. The Dodgers, not the Lakers. Well, I know. I'm, I'm, I flipped over that. He's oh, got a piece of the Lakers too. I don't know.
4: Maybe, probably. I would assume. So. I think I guess. he has a to have. A
1: pr- I think he has to. What does Jordan have? Of the Hornets. Is he the majority owner? Yeah. He is. Yeah. What did that cost him? But it cost him to become the majority owner. And what's it like to be the majority owner of the Hornets when you played for the Bulls?
4: Yeah, kind of strange. Kind of like Derek weird, Jeter right? being the, uh, he's not even a majority owner. He's just a CEO of the Marlins. Kind of weird to not be the and team how's that associated out? How's with How's that working out for him? Not great. No, it's not. It's not great so It's far. not working out for DJ. He needed to rebuild, though. He's doing what they needed to do. Well, he stripped it, them down first.
1: Times. You know, sometimes you go, you look at the house, and you say... I want to try to keep it, you know. Flip
4: that. You uh, need to, to flip that house. Well,
1: well, if it needs a new roof, you got to take the old roof off it needs a new roof. Sure. You know, when you're starting to look at whether there was mold or whether yep. there was, you know, whatever problems that were within the organization and the players, Water and damage. the system, whatever it is. How much of it do you, can you save? How much of it can you, can you rip it down, tear it down, shred it down? Sometimes you got to go all the way down to the frame. Sometimes you got to knock it down. Sometimes you gotta you gotta excavate the the, the entire foundation. Yeah, get the wrecking ball out. He went out there and he he's close to wrecking ball material right now. I mean he's 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 really not. Full well, year two though. No, they're in the beginner stage. of I'm not of the whole saying thing. he hasn't. I'm not saying wrecking ball as a as a, a, a an analogy for wh- who he is or he's destroyed the program. I think that his assessment of what they had and the condition of that house. Um was that he had to knock a lot of it down. I mean there wasn't a lot of he, he may have left the chimney up Yeah, but not much else the foundation not, you know, He's got a little bit. Of, he might have had to pour some cracks in that thing. Sure. Too. Yeah, you know, he's definitely taking them from the ground up Oh, yeah, So, and, and we're waiting to see what moves he makes. So I'm mean, I um, I know that i've been in situations like that before i've had Um scripts that came to me that they were ready to lit and ready to go and I looked at the script and I went that's the, what you want to shoot. I mean, you sure you don't want me to take a couple of rewrites on this, and we'll get some notes and work on it together? Because that's a terrible movie right there. The premise <laughs> is pretty cool, but you know, the movie is not executed well at all. Um, so I've had to go in there and, and dig, dig in, get in deep in the. Characters. You're sculpting it.
4: We're back to the uh, the clay was there, but you had to get sometimes the you wheel out have to and... take
1: out a sledgehammer and knock off okay. some of the. You know, this might be what happened to Venus de Milo. Maybe they just knocked that arm off. Maybe there was an arm at one time. <laughs> I can't run with that. I have no idea what you... You don't know who Venus de Milo is? Yeah, nothing. I'm Venus. <sighs> oh, my God. What's happening? Venus <sighs> Williams? <sighs> Google Venus de Milo. Go ahead and Google it. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to bring you up. I'm going to bring you through the ranks. You should know from your education, when I make reference to Venus de Milo, she's an armless statue. From very, 101 very fa- B.C. I don't know. This is a very famous sculpting, my friend. You just don't care? No. I don't Doesn't know. matter it's not on Nintendo. I don't, I don't care want to know else about Venus. I don't want to know. Did, were you a gamer? Did you play games? Mm, or, not much. Tell the truth.
4: Not much. Not truth. Don't Sports be video game guy. What did you play? I was getting two K Madden and uh the show every year. For <laughs> I I dabble in a little Fortnite nowadays, just every, like everybody it,
1: else it, does. But but everyone's playing that Fortnite of course. thing, right?
4: Oh yeah. Season it, eight came out. No update. Is, it, is it that in, in, interesting? It's unbelievably addictive.
1: Well, I know I'm it's horrible unbe- at it. And I know it's it. unbelievably addictive. I watched my wife's um brother's kid we were just out in phoenix and he could not stop playing the game and and the interesting thing was his mom who's a good mom and and he's a good dad but they had no clue they had been so conditioned by the boy uh that he ran the show he was starting to say things well pay me pay me not to play and then he would take the money and i guess there's stuff you can buy for the game
4: for this yep, Fortnite game, yep.
1: so he'd buy wow. chit coins with the twenty they gave. Evil him genius, not, something, something. But uh, uh, he he was so addicted to the game that I looked at him and I said, "Fox, the kid's name is Fox. Cool name." I said, Great "Fox." Wow. I said, "Fox." When whatever this round is, whatever happens, when you're done, you are done for the night. You can't play it. I go because I really think, and this is an eight year old boy. I go, I really think you're addicted to this game. He goes, "I'm not addicted." He got very angry. He said, I'm not addicted. I went, I think you are, bud. I think that you are truly addicted to the game. You cannot stop voluntarily from playing it. The only times you've stopped since I've been here for four days have been when you've been threatened or or you did something wrong. It was a a punishment or you accepted cash. I said, so I'm going to tell you that when this round, and I was smart enough to say round because I don't know anything about the game. Well, sure enough, he's he's lost like his weapon. I'm watching this and he's crawling through this tall grass. He's on like his hands and then boom. And it goes, he dies, And it, so he died. Right. Well, evidently the game technically isn't over. Cause you get a new life or a new thing or whatever he's trying to explain to me. And I went, no, turn it off. Now he tried to find the loophole, and he and he try, he goes, "You're scamming me! You're scamming he's, he's yelling at me. I'm an adult, and I'm being yelled at by him. He's got the box. He wants to throw it. He's I mean, he's pissed, and he's telling me how I scammed him, and the game isn't technically over because you know it continues. When I went, you got bumped. That was it. The guy they shut they shot you down. You're lying in the grass, dead, blood and hair everywhere. It's terrifying. <laughs> I go so you know you're done now all you right. are going to put that down me. he carried on and was you know Welling up tears and and you know tried every angle he could you know hissy fitting and yelling and but work on you Dude if my kid was like that That flat 60 inch flat screen all of it would have been in the swimming pool in mm-hmm. a second so my son Atticus was way into um, Thomas and so he was Thomas the Tank. And everything was Thomas the Tank. And I and I bit into it. I got it. It was fun. I got it. But he got to be six, seven, eight, when they're playing ball, they're doing what, and he would still constantly watch the Thomas videos. So I couldn't get his mother to join with me when the therapist said yeah, you don't want him to play Thomas anymore. Now he's doing it too much. He's using Thomas in analogies and 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 comparisons in his life. Too much this, Thomas. This, this is a bad a bad thing for him. You need to take Thomas. A lot of that. my family members had too much Thomas. She, too. She, she couldn't do it. She couldn't do it. As in myself, she couldn't do it. I cut the plugs off the TV in the dining room, off the TV in the living room, and the TV in my bedroom. Cut them off with a scissor. And he turned around. He couldn't get it to go on. He looked at the plug and he went. Daddy, that's broken. I went, yeah, but I don't no think... No more Thomas for I you. Said, I said, I, I didn't say that. Ooh. I said, I don't know that I can get another plug that that works on the TV. So it looks like the TV's broken. So I was willing to Smart not move. have TV... Yeah, you don't want to say Thomas was not TV was You don't use the T word. So I went away to do a film and his mother went and bought two replacement plugs and put them back on the TV. Jeez. Even knowing... So she too... though this is the part about your role in it as a parent. You can't sit there and... and, and, and have to interact with your kid and have to take that time to replace that amount of, of Thomas or um, um, Fortnite. But that Fortnite game, the ones that are addicted to it are off the chain. They can't live without it.
4: That's the real deal. What do you got for the weekend quick? Uh, nothing. No plans. she's going to win tomorrow. That's my plan.
1: SU's going to win, and I will catch. I will take the video. I'm going out. I'm going ice fishing. I'm going out.
4: Catch something big for I'm me. I'm
1: going to make it happen. Let's go. Have a great Friend weekend. a
4: pleasure.